When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's recap the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for you here quite briefly. We are going to uh, be putting out a lot of stuff between now and April 27th when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony airs on HBO, HBO Go, HBO Now, and On Demand. Um, You can get details and info about that at HBO.com. But the Rock Hall was so nice enough to have us backstage at the uh, show, and boy, did we have... A whole ton of fun. We have some amazing pictures. If you go to WEHM.com right now and just click on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame photo right on the first page there, uh, it'll take you through some of the cool stuff that we got to see. Um, the uh, oops, Sorry about that. Apologies. The, um, the, the whole evening was amazing. Uh, like I said, uh, we ran Joe Show and I. We went over there uh, to the Barclays Center. It was a packed house. Uh, media check-in was at 5, and I was surprised to see that, and the show was at 7, I was surprised to see that there were people lined up just to get in outside by the time that we got there for media check-in. So that was kind of crazy to see, but I know there's a lot of industry people and a lot of VIPs and all that kind of stuff, and boy, were there ever VIPs. We just went... um, They took us... So we were primarily set up backstage, but they took us to the front of house where everybody was sitting for the show. And they were like, here, you guys can just uh, go get some shots. And uh, you'll see this on WEHM.com. But we were just just kind of walking the floor. And it was like, oh, there's Fleetwood Mac. And, oh, there's uh, Chris Isaac. And, uh, oh, there's, uh, you know, there's Questlove. It's just like, like just everybody was there. And I was literally just walking around just trying to get the vibe and the feel of the place. Uh, we found out that Stevie Nicks was going to start the show, so I wanted to like get up close and uh, you know shoot her microphone and some of that stuff, you know, because they were letting us just kind of roam, which was awesome. And uh, I was like, "Oh, there's uh, there's Mick Fleetwood. Let me just you know got a couple of pictures. Uh, you'll see me a couple of selfies there. Mike Campbell was super awesome. Uh, gotten a shot with him. Chris Isaac was amazing. Chris Isaac was my first interview ever on the air. Um, first time I ever got to interview anybody, it was Chris Isaac. So, uh, showed up there and I was, uh, we were just chatting. I was telling him that story. He got quite a kick out of that. Um, and, uh, a couple of other funny things that I can't mention. And then, uh, you know, I was rolling over and, uh, ran into Questlove and we were just talking about Questlove the other day and how his food Instagram is so like his regular Instagram is good, but his food Instagram is killer. Uh, but Questlove was there and got quite a shout out from, um, Janet Jackson. It was kind of hard to see. So then like what happens is like they took us out. So that was like pre-show. So we were kind of just like mingling with everybody pre-show and then the show started, and then what wound up happening is, because we had backstage access, so we, we were literally right behind the stage. Like, we can hear the stage from where the EHM setup was. Uh, we were that close to it. In fact, if you see the David Byrne photo 
on WEHM.com, the shot of David Byrne. That was literally from where the EHM broadcast booth was. I say that quite loosely, broadcast booth. <laughs> Our table, essentially. Um, we literally just turned around and took a picture and turned back around and, and got back to working. Because what happened is as the show starts, they're filtering people back into the press room. So we didn't really get to see we got and, and they had the show on back there and we have audio and we have clips of the show that we'll share with you again before you can hear it and watch it for yourself on HBO. But we're you're scrambling between trying to like pay attention to that and then also trying to pay attention to who's, you know, going to be appearing in the press room, uh, you know, and um, as soon as the show started, I think the zombies were there. Brian May and Def Leppard were there early on. Like they were one of the first ones to appear. I think they actually were before the show started. Before the show started, Brian May was up there. Yeah, with Def Leppard. Now I didn't even know that he was going to be inducting them into the Hall of Fame. But uh, as I learned, and uh, as we'll be sharing with you, they did have quite the close relationship. Uh, over the course of their uh, time together. Uh, let's pick that up. Here's Brian May talking about the first time he met with Def Leppard as he was inducting them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Friday night, Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Let's 1981, take a listen. cast your minds back. 1981, Queen were in a, in a studio uh, in Munich recording an album called Hot Space. And um, I, I nipped out to see some friends of mine, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, and who should be supporting but a young, precocious bunch of boys called Def Leppard. I got there late and I missed them. And I felt so bad about it, I, I sought out their dressing room and uh, went in to see them, sort of poked my head through the door and said, hi guys, I just wanted to say hello because I miss you, I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm Brian May from Queen. And they said, as a man, they said, no shit, you're good. <laughs> so obviously they knew who Brian May was. I thought that was a funny little clip there. And um, they shared a lot more. Actually, you know, um, there's a really touching clip that uh, I think came from the induction part. I think it came from the induction part where um, uh, Brian relates that when uh, Freddie died, um, it was Joe from... Def Leppard, that was one of the first one, actually was the first phone call to him. Uh, so that was pretty amazing. So I, I had no idea that that relationship was so close and um, so obviously fitting. Uh, and I have some more audio for you that we're not going to share just yet because, again, we have some time to roll this all out where Brian May, you know, and you can hear it in his voice. He was like, I, I wouldn't let anybody else induct Def Leppard into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, again, I'm not going to be able to get to everything here. We're going to kind of skip around a bit, but, um, Stevie did open up the show, thought she was amazing. Uh, she did stand back leather and lace, stop dragging my heart around age of 17. Uh, during age of 17, I vaguely remember hearing a little bit of, uh, princes when doves cry. Uh, she brought out Don Henley to do leather and lace and, uh, she brought out Harry Styles to do, Stop Dragon. Um, she went pretty in-depth on Harry Styles. I got some good stuff on that that I'm going to share with you. And if you want to see a picture of Harry and uh, Stevie together backstage, you can do so. Again, it's all on our page at WEHM.com. 
pretty surprised actually that it was Harry Styles that inducted Stevie Nicks when you think about the long list of people that could have done it. Um, pretty extraordinary that it was Harry Styles. I'm not sure. There was obviously a genuine love there between the two of them, believe it or not. Like I heard Stevie speak about it. And again, this is something that we'll be sharing with you in the future. Um, you could obviously tell sh- there's a relationship there and she has a great respect for him. But, you know, I'm not sure that that's not a kind of thing where like the Rock Hall doesn't step in and say, look, we need we got to get the 14 year old girls to watch this. We need, you know, Harry Styles, you know. Again, not to say that like they would force her into it, but if she had her choice between three people and the Rock Hall is like, boy, Harry would be really good because he'll bring in the younger audience. Uh, I can totally see how that sort of uh, would come together. But again, this is all just just guessing on my part, just gut feel from the whole thing. Because again, you look at the storied career at Stevie Nicks. I mean, there's 100 people that could have inducted her and would have been amazing. Um, so I didn't really, I, there was somebody, we were busy in the press room, so I didn't really get to see a lot of her performance, but I did sort of catch some of it. And she did have some really interesting things to say, uh, both front of the house and backstage, that which we will share with you, of course. Um, I will say this, I was hugely disappointed in Radiohead. Now I knew that Tom York wasn't going to show up. Um, and I did say before we went into this, like, you know, this is kind of for the fans. This is a fan thing to do. And being there that night and watching the, uh, intro, you know, cause before every induction, they play like a little, you know, vignette of highlights, the career highlights and the music and everything together and watching Radiohead up there. I just got like, I was like, so, and, and I'm, I think I'm a Big Radiohead fan, not massive. You know, I you know certainly bought the out. I would say middle of the road, like middle to good, big Radiohead fan. Um, and watching that vignette and seeing all the great songs of, after all those years and hearing that room just cheer and scream for them. You know, you could obviously tell there were some Radiohead fans there. I just like when it was over and um, Ed and Phil went up to they were the only ones who showed when they went up to uh, accept from David Byrne. Again, David Byrne showed up to induct them. So huge deal. I just found myself so mad at Tom York because it was a real jerk move not showing up. I'm sorry. I know he wrote this piano thing and it was being performed in England. But I mean, come on. Give me a break. Be there. Just be there. Be there for your fans. I, I, I'm going to say this too. And it's weird. When you get close up and you see what it takes to put that show on. When you see what it takes. All the people. Like we just roamed around. And I, what is the Barclays hold? 16, 17,000, 18,000 maybe with the people on the floor. 18,000 seat thing. There were probably close to 2,000 people behind the scenes just to pull that thing off. Swear to God. It was something that it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. And I've been to every concert, sporting event. I mean, you name it. I see the massive undertakings. But the amount of work it took to put that together for one night, the makeup people, the publicists, the radio people, the TV, the print people, like everybody, the media, the catering, the 
crew, the grip guy, like just everything, all the people. Um, it was such an amazing undertaking. And when you get so close to it and you see all that and you, you see the president of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you see the artists and the writers and you see little Steven there with no reason to be there just other than this pure, flat-out love of the music just to do his part, you know what I'm saying, and recognize people. When you see Sheryl Crow there just hanging out just because uh, all this stuff, it, you just you just you realize, you know what, it is important. It is a big deal. And then you realize, like, when people go, oh, that's not rock and roll. It's, it's just music. It's all about music. And you see all this, and you get so close to it, and you're like, how could you blow this off? It's such a wonderful thing. I looked around, and I had a moment where I was, I was watching everybody, and I go, look at all the people. Forget the music for a second. That are employed on a night like tonight, all the people that were there from HBO and Sirius XM and all the outlets across the country and EHM. And again, like I said, the, the media people getting it all together and organizing it, the press people, the makeup people. Like we walked down a hallway, there were just makeup areas just set up and, you know, people were getting their stuff done. And like, yeah, just all this stuff, all these people employed because of some songs. Just it was amazing. It was really, really amazing. And for Tom York not to show up to blow that off and act like he's too cool for the room, it really was disappointing. It really, really was. Like, it was such a shame. Again, David Byrne showed up. Like, if you're not going to do it for the fans, have some respect for your contemporaries who had enough respect to be there that night and make sure to do the right thing. F-minus for, for Tom York. He really screwed it up. It was a bum job. It was a really, really bum job on his part. It really was. Um, and uh, I forgot if it was Ed or Phil who said it, but he said it's a big deal and it feels like it. He goes, I wish the others could be here because they would be feeling it. And it was so true. It was. So, I'm telling you, something about being in that room, watching the crowd, watching people get excited... I mean, at the start of the show, they were just flashing guitars and drum kits, like famous instruments over the course of time, Ringo's drum kit, stuff like that. And the crowd was just going nuts. Like we were all excited. We were all passionate and in love and there for the music. And this guy's like, I wrote a piano thing. I'm going to play. I'm, I'm not even going to play it. I'm going to watch somebody else play it in England. Come on, man. 20, 25 some odd years of a career and that's what you chose. That sucked. Really disappointed in Dom York on that one. Um, and case in point, and again, I, I, I can't, we're just running out of time here, but I, I will, we will be doing podcasts and vlogs and uh, a lot of blogs on the website, WEHM.com. So, you know, keep track. We're going to be just distributing a lot of stuff over the next few, little while here. Um, Robert Smith who Joe and I did a Facebook Live. Again, you can see it if you missed it. on. Even if you're not on Facebook, you can still see the video on WEHN.com. Click on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was great. We're doing a Facebook Live, and just Robert Smith is just hanging out, walking around, doing interviews, like popping in and out. You know, we, we got him on the Facebook Live. We didn't talk to him. We were going to, but we didn't. We just turned the camera around so you could see him just walking by. The guy was all smiles ear to ear. All smiles ear to ear. 
and not in the audio I'm going to share for you now, but we have audio of him saying like, yeah, we weren't really into this until you start to realize how much the fans are into it. And then you kind of get excited about it. And then you show up and you're like, boy, this is really a nice thing. We've just become so jaded and negative. It's all the keyboard cowboys on social media, you know, that have the loudest voice. But, you know, the God's honest truth is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is an awesome thing. And you got to see it there firsthand. Again, there's nothing better than the relationship of artist to fan. And it gets that's what's celebrated on that night which is why it was so beautiful to be a part of it. It really was. And Robert Smith, who you would assume, and again, like I know there's like a clip trending on social media where I don't know who it was. Somebody from the rock hall was excited that Robert Smith and the cure are walking over. And she's like, I'm as so I'm as excited as you are. You know, are you guys as excited as I am? And Robert Smith turns to her and goes, clearly not. And it was kind of like this like funny little thing, but it was kind of a negative thing. But he was just joking. But the clip abruptly ends right there. And it just kills me because it's like, why that negative thing? Why? Because the Robert Smith that I saw that night and you can ask Joe show. She'll back me up a thousand percent was all smiles from ear to ear. Went out, did his thing, made his acceptance speech Performed his heart out. They did uh, Snake Dog Shake, A Forest, Love Song, Just Like Heaven, and Boys Don't Cry. Didn't do Friday, I'm in Love, much to the chagrin of the media pool. Came back, did media, right? Did one-on-one. Nobody got to interview one-on-one. Well, a couple of people did. But Sirius XM, because they paid for it, and HBO, because they paid for it. They, they own the rights, those two. So they did one-on-ones, but then he came out and answered questions from all of us. And then he was just literally hanging out in the hallway, walking back and forth, doing photos, doing some interviews. Like, you can tell he was just falling back in love with being a rock star again. Right there that night in front of my very eyes. Completely just falling in love with being a rock star again. Out on stage in the press room answering questions with long answers like looking at the moderator like yeah we can keep going because he was just flat out enjoying himself it was so beautiful and lovely to see uh it is the 30th anniversary of disintegration and we had talked on this show about whether or not they would take that album out on tour with them uh because they announced a couple of shows three in sydney Here is Robert Smith talking about disintegration and uh, what they plan on doing with it. Right now, as we speak, The Cure have those three shows in Sydney. They have a bunch of shows in Europe, nothing on the books for North America yet. But here's Robert Smith, an audio that we have exclusively from being backstage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, eight years ago, we did the first three albums at the Sydney Vivid Festival, and um, it just seemed a nice... I just wanted to do something to mark the, the anniversary of Disintegration, because it obviously means a lot to me and a lot to the band. And I, as often happens with these things, I wanted it to be kind of low-key, but the interest since we've announced it has been such that we are now looking at venues to do it in other places, which I kind of... I'm not being disingenuous. I kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, it's just whether we do it. Um, when we came to New York and, and Los Angeles and London last time, 
we played smaller venues this time around because it's disintegration I'm not sure that we might just do two big shows or maybe three or four across America just to, with the full kind of thing because it's quite a, a, a grand yeah a grandiose I might say thing but, um, yeah so it, we, we will do it somewhere else but I'm just not, I'm honestly not sure where yet but before the end of the year I'm sure we, we would have played in North America with it so there you go. If you were hoping that The Cure are going to take disintegration here to the States, Robert Smith plans on doing it. They're just trying to find the venue size. Last time he said they played North America, played some smaller places. Now they're looking at it because there's such great interest. I mean, they're probably trying to figure out, do we do a Madison Square Garden, twenty, you know, 25,000 people, or do we do a MetLife Stadium? Or do we do a, you know... Uh, somewhere in between, like a Jones Beach, uh, you know, amphitheater-style thing. Oh, probably not, because they won't get that out in, in the summer in time. But, but you get where I'm going with this. They're figuring out the venue size. So, super exciting to see that. Again, like, I'm just... You're watching Robert Smith and his reinvigoration in him. It was so unbelievable to see. We have so much more to share with you. I can't do it all in one shot here. Uh, but, like I said... Keep your eye on the vlogs at WEHM.com. Keep your eye on the podcasts, WEHM.com, and the blog articles that we're going to be putting together all for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There was so much to take away from the evening, a lot of news, a lot of interesting stories about the past, a lot of cool things that happened, and we'll have it all for you right here on the air and on WEHM.com. And don't forget, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony on HBO April 27th. HBO Go, HBO Now, and On Demand. Details and info at HBO.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Morning Show with Anthony Podcast. You know we're available on all the podcasters out there. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can get the Morning Show with Anthony Podcast and subscribe on whichever service you prefer to use. If you're on iTunes, make sure you guys rate and review our podcast that helps us climb up the ranks a little bit. And, of course, check out the home of the podcast. It's WEHM.com. We have a morning show vlog there as well. Tons of music news updated every single day, several times a day. And uh, lots of great contests, too, especially if you live in the New York area. We give away a lot of concert tickets to some amazing shows all throughout New York City, Long Island, and New Jersey. So go to WEHM.com and make sure you guys follow us on social everywhere. You'll see my personal links Under the on-air tab, just click on Anthony.